listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. Welcome back to another episode of the Astros Future Podcast here on the Apollo Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jimmy Price, also known as Astros Future. You can find my work at AstrosFuture.com and find me on Twitter at AstrosFuture. I'm your other co-host, Kenny Van Doren. You can also find me, find my work on AstrosFuture.com and you can find my Twitter at The Vandalorian. All right, today we're sitting down with an Astros prospect, a 2021 draft pick, Will Wagner. Will, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Doing well. So I know we're about uh, a week or two here in the spring training. Games are getting going. You, you've had some experience in games. So how's uh, how's spring training going for you right now? Um, it's been a lot of fun. Um, been here about a week and a half now. And um, honestly, I'm just here to uh, learn and have fun right now. And that's what I've been doing. What have they like? Is there anything specific that they had you working on? We haven't been working um, too much on anything different. It's just more about getting extra work in before the games end. So we do a lot of early work with ground balls and stuff. And then we do our hitting and stuff before the games, but nothing too special right now. Just uh, they're getting to see us right now. So not too much to pick on yet. Gotcha. Looking back a couple months ago, you know, you tore the uh, cover off the ball in the Arizona fall league, you know, it's for some action right after your double a season getting up there. Um, what kind of was working offensively for you? You know, things looked a little bit different there. And, you know, what was it kind of like having Mickey Story as your manager too? A guy that you could be your manager this season. Yeah, Mickey. Mickey's awesome. Um, he's definitely a player's coach. Uh, I love having him as a coach. Uh, he, just, he just knows the right things to say when and when to say them. Um, he doesn't get on to you about hitting bad or anything like that. It's more about, like, the effort level he wants from you. Um, so I love Mickey. And then just from the power standpoint and, like, the things that worked hitting for me this year, um, I had a lot of things to change going from uh, high to double A. And I, I worked a lot on just trying to simplify my swing down. And that seemed to work a lot for me um, leading up to the AFL. And um, I think being in the weight room a lot more, more in the AFL because we got a couple more off days in the AFL. So I got to be in the weight room and focus on that. So that really helped with the power of the, in the AFL this year you received an invitation to, to major league camp this year and just your, your second pre, uh, spring training. So what was that announcement like for you? Like, how did, how did you get the call and, uh, and how did that, how did that play out? Um, it's funny. Cause I really wasn't expecting too much. Cause I was just sitting on the couch with my fiance, Brooke and my dog. And we were just <laughs> watching basketball and then I get a call. Uh, and they're just like, Hey, we'd like to have you guys have you uh, to major league camp. Uh, we liked what you did last year and we want to see you this year. I was, I was like, wow. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to do it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you're coming off your second off season. Like this is the second time you've kind of been away from the team. You've kind of feel more prepared going into this winter, knowing what to work on. Not, I know some players kind of feel lost after that first, you know, two months of a season before the off season. Yeah. So my first, uh, my first off season, I felt like I got into it a little too quick uh, and I kind of got wore out during this year because this is my first full year. So I got wor worn down pretty easily. So I think this offseason I made it a point to, like, take some time off and, like, really get to know my body a little bit more 
in the weight room and stuff. And I, I focused a lot in the weight room this off season and I swung a lot, but the first like four weeks or so, I didn't swing too much. I wanted to take it easy. And I just really was in the weight room more than I was hitting at first. So being in big league camp and being able to be around the, uh, you know, all the, uh, the major league ball players, the Jose Altuve's Kyle Tucker's guys like that. Uh, has there been anybody that you've kind of picked their brain and um, who have you worked with the most, either defensively or offensively so far since uh, spring training has started? Um, so I haven't been working with too many guys. I know, I mean, I have lockers close to Bregman and Pena and, um, I just listen in on some of the stuff they like to talk about hitting and defense. Um, I try to stay out of everyone's way still because I know they have a season to get ready for it too. And I don't want to be annoying, but I do ask some questions and stuff just to get into what to like think about when I go up to the plate or when I'm fielding ground ball and just watching is pretty much what I've been doing lately. Kind of speaking of that defensively, you've played some, a lot of third base, some second, some first, Limited time at shortstop, I think maybe like a couple innings at some random yeah. point. But um, Mike Ramazzotti, who was the um, high A development coach last year, he kind of brought up like a story about how, you know, the Astros are kind of thinking about moving you to second base for, you know, for the rest of your career, kind of. And you kind of showed up, like a velo day that you could play some third base. Can you kind of like walk us through that kind of showing that, you know, you had what it took to stay at third base? Well, it's funny because in college, I just played second base, and I had, like, maybe two or three games in college where I played third. But in high school, I knew I could play every position. So when you go up levels and you get, like, oh, you're just going to play this position, you kind of get stuck sometimes. And then getting up to pro ball, the Astros are all about, let's let's move you around a little bit. Let's see what you can do to get up there. Because they felt like I had the bat to keep moving up, but they wanted to get me more spots where I could play. So just finding out that, like, me playing third, getting comfortable there is really going to help me move up more and be better in the future. So do you, do you feel pretty comfortable at third? Because I know I know early in spring, I think in your first game, you had a nice uh, nice play, you know, coming in and uh, making a making a throw on the run. Yes, I, I feel I feel really comfortable at third. Uh, in the AFL, that's all I played under Mickey, and I got really comfortable. I got extra work there every day. So I've been doing a lot of like second and third, but only in the games I've played third so far. Do you have you noticed a difference between playing third at this level in spring training versus maybe um, maybe where you were last year in, in, in high A or double A? Just just the speed of the game from the the uh, you know advancement of the hitters. Yeah, uh, definitely the speed of the game. You try to like relax and take a deep breath between pitches and not let it speed up on you too quick. Because I know at times when like you're putting a little bit more pressure on yourself you might make a bad throw or you try to rush something so just uh relaxing and then um just letting everything come to me pivoting back to the plate um you know the big big topic in spring training is the pitch clock and you know some of these minor leaguers like yourself you've played with the pitch clock you know it's not anything really new to you have you seen any major leaguers kind of like come up to you and ask you about that i feel like you'd be picking their brains but have they picked your brain about that <laughs> Uh, no, no one's, no one's came up to me yet. Uh, I know they're getting used to it too. I mean, they, we've only had a couple of major leaguers that played in a couple of games, so they're trying to get used to it as well. What, what's your, what's your take on it overall? I mean, do you think it's a, do you think it's a good thing for baseball or do you feel like the, the, it's nice to have that quicker pace of player? Do you, are you not a big fan? Uh, I'm in between with it. I don't know. I, I do like the quick and game sometimes, but there's Sometimes where it's like, oh, it's a little too quick. We played a two-hour game the other day. Yeah, I was like, man, that kind of went by too quick. <laughs> and then, um, but I think at the plate, we just need a little bit more time. Maybe add a couple more seconds to it because I felt like a lot of guys are getting 
getting rushed in there because we had a couple of guys take a swing and foul ball off and like they went to adjust their shin guard and they get back in there and it's already coming at them. So it's just a tough thing as hitters sometimes to be rushed like that. But I think if we just add a couple more seconds, that'd be great. Yeah. And I, yeah, I wonder if the, you know, MLB would look at that or like, I know there was a game that ended in the ninth inning with a, a pitch clock violation. And I wonder yeah. if MLB would look at adding, changing something in the ninth inning where maybe there's more time in the ninth inning or they just get rid of it, you know, completely in the ninth. That was crazy. I actually saw that uh, that game ended in a tie because of the uh, clock. And I was just like, it's like something you would never imagined that would happen, like a game ending in a clock uh, violation. So yep. it's crazy to see. You doubled in your first spring training game and then added a, another double uh, today. Uh, what adjustments have you made at the plate this spring? And, and how do you feel like you're seeing the ball early on? And, and how was it to get that first, you know, first extra base hit out of the way, get comfortable at the plate? Um, I've made a, I made a few adjustments, nothing too much, but, um, uh, it's more about just simplifying and knowing my strike zone and like my strength, like where to swing at a pitch. Like if it's not my pitch hit, I try to lay off it, but, uh, just like seeing the ball up and driving it to the gaps has been my adjustment really. And that double today came off Adam Wainwright. Uh, I think Adam probably played at the same time as your dad did the end of his career and the beginning of Adam's career. Was that a little bit weird to you? Do you think just to face it's a guy like fun. that? Yeah, it is. It's pretty cool. Actually. Uh, one of my teammates were like, uh, did you, uh, did you think about it at all before you went up the, the plate that Adam Wainwright might've played against your dad at some point? And I was like, <laughs> well, now thinking about it, uh, that is kind of cool. I didn't think about it before, but uh, it was cool just to see someone like him and face him up on the mound. It was pretty cool. So I know from when we talked last year, I know, you know, you talk with your dad all the time and he gives you a lot of advice, but has there been anything specific that he's kind of, um, any kind of advice he's given you, you know, with you being in your first major league camp uh, in spring training? Um, It's more just like you're there to learn and get better and show off at the same time, but just to relax and have fun. That's the main point he gave to me. He tried to say, don't put too much pressure on yourself because if you put too much pressure, you're only going to play worse. So that, that was the things he tried to tell me the most. We're going to pivot to some more fun questions here, Will, before we close okay. this out. Um, I got I got one quick, another thing that Mike Ramazzotti told me, that he, he calls you the athletic Max Muncy. I don't know how much you've heard that from him, but when I was talking to him about your defense, he was like, yeah, he's just an athletic Max Muncy. Well, well, if you heard that from him, and what can you what does that make you kind of think? I, I have heard that. Uh, it, it's pretty cool. Me, me and Ram have gotten really close over the years. Uh, I think I give him a lot of credit for how I feel now. He's changed a lot of things up that I feel really comfortable about. So I give him a lot of credit. But hearing that from him, uh, it means a lot because Max Muncy, we all know, is a really good hitter, plays good defense. And just for him to say that means a lot. So um, pretty much everybody knows you. Know, your, your dad broke his arm when he was a kid, taught himself to throw left-handed. And next thing you know, he's one of the best closers of all time. But do you have any ambidextrous secrets behind that we don't know? You know, maybe something you're working up with your with your left hand. <laughs> no, I wish I could do that. I'm telling you, <laughs> I still don't believe it. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, I just, I, it's hard to believe that he could do that and just decide to throw a hundred lefty. I, I wish I could pitch like that, but no. I'm well, with the bat. well, I was going to get to it here in a second, but we'll just go ahead and throw it out there. And and I talked, we talked about it when I saw you in Corpus earlier this year. You currently sport a 0.00 ERA for your career. <laughs> you know that one and a third scoreless innings in Fayetteville. So if you never get in another game, like like I said last year, you got that over your dad. Now you've never allowed an earned run in a in a major league baseball game, and, and unfortunately, he has. 
<laughs> you know, that's funny. I do talk crap to my dad about that. I talked to him about, <laughs> like, you know, I've actually can pitch because we get in the pitchers versus hitters arguments all the time. I was like, dad, I just went out on the mound. I have zero ERA. Like you have nothing <laughs> against me. Just giving him a hard time, but it was funny. We know you hit left-handed, but if we put you in the right-handers box, do you think you'd have a good outcome? Oh, no, no. It would be bad. Uh, I know as a kid I wanted to be a switch hitter, and I would tell my dad, I'd be like, hey, let's switch it. You know, I think it'd be good for me. I'd give up on it two days later. <laughs> <laughs> um, We, we kind of like, you know, who's like the the hardest, you know, batter to face? We asked the pitchers that. But, you know, for you, who's been like the, you know, hardest pitcher you faced, the nastiest pitcher in the system? uh our system or just in general uh in the astro system yeah oh i faced uh brian abreu the other day oh so that 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 wasn't uh that wasn't easy <laughs> i was in a group with bregman pena and it was me and he he made me look silly for sure <laughs> well he made he made all the uh the phillies look silly in the world series too so that's true yes <laughs> dominant postseason uh yes. so it, it, I just like we talked about it. Uh, you, you pitched before in and a third, struck out two, so you made it. You made it look really easy. But if you had to get up there, what, what kind of velocity are you throwing? And, and are you are you sporting any off speed stuff, or are you just getting over the plate? If you had to get out there and pitch, uh, if I had to go out there and pitch again, huh, I don't know. I know. I know. I tried to throw one curveball in a warm up, and I spiked it, so I just <laughs> stuck to the fastball, and it worked out for me. But I do mess around with a knuckleball, just playing around, playing catch, and I feel like it's getting a little bit better each day. But I would not throw a knuckleball. <laughs> I would probably just stick to the fastball. Everybody knows that your dad pitched in Major League Baseball, but I talked to some family friends of yours, the Magnantes. Um, Mike Magnanti pitched with the Astros at one point too, and they said that your mom Sarah would throw you BP like from sunrise to sundown when you were a child. You know how much did she oh, help yeah. in your development? Oh my, yeah, she's she's awesome. My mom has done a lot for me. Um, she hasn't thrown me BP recently, but when I was younger, <laughs> yeah, all, all the time. Um, it was all the time. We lived in uh, Connecticut, and I remember uh, she would always like be out there with us playing, me and my brothers. So she means a lot to me. So when was the last time that your dad threw BPT? Uh. When I went back for Christmas. <laughs> all right. So what, yeah. what's, he, what's he throwing? Like if he really wanted to ramp it up. What do you think? I mean, I think he could hit 90 still. I mean, yeah. there's times <laughs> I get frustrated hitting off him just because his ball moves left and right. You don't know where it's <laughs> going to go. So, I mean, it's good for him, but not for me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Will, I think that's all we got, man. I, I really appreciate you taking the time. I know you're, uh, you know, you got a lot going on down there in Florida and just got done with the game today, but appreciate you taking the time to chat with us. No, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. If you haven't already done so, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. As always, thank you so much for listening. We look forward to having you back for our next episode of the Astros Future Podcast, covering your Astros in the minor league system.